different gravy not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast I'm one of the hosts Richard Miller and my co-host yesterday stuffed full of turkey and all the trimmings loosened his belt and accidentally showed everyone his giblets but he's here today he's got his trousers pulled up he's my friend and yours Dr Luke Bledall how are you doing today Luke? I'm good I won't be uh, getting the giblets out no this. no turkey neck for anyone no, I might reheat some turkey for you all for some lukewarm takes on Sheffield Wednesday. Hey! Put them in a sandwich, folks. <laughs> warmed over leftovers and warmed over Wednesday chat. It's different gravy. <laughs> shall we? Shall we launch into the news, Luke? Or uh, have you got have you got some something for us? I have something for us. It's another Crimble Stay at Home blockbuster, folks, on hours and Prime, and it is the unhappiest season. In the unhappiest season, Gary Monk is going home for Christmas to unite for some festive cheer with his staunch family, played by the Chanceries. But alas, not everything is as it seems as his dad, played by Deshaun Chanceri, thinks he is a raging wintrosexual, only into playing positive football and winning games, and doesn't realize Gary is part of the LGBTQ community, which stands for losing games being terribly questionable. As this is a historical film, best believe that Gary gets his Christmas wish and comes out of the closet in heartwarming, heartwarming circumstances. He then shit the bed with Wednesday post-Christmas with a queer turn at Stoke City. <laughs> Guest starring Daniel Levy as the comedic psychic who was telling Monkey should emulate the worst of Jose Mourinho and go up Shits Creek. Ah, <laughs> oh, superb. Well, that just sounds like another... The and the surprises, once again. And the surprises keep on coming in this different gravy Boxing Day special, folks. We have some guests at the door. Rich, prepare the gravy nog. <laughs> Why, it's... Rich, it's the festive cancel police. Coming to take me away from podcasting for another questionable joke. Well, come <laughs> in and make yourself at home, fellas. I'm sure you're full of cheer. And would you please, for the sake of this time of goodwill to all men, let me finish off the episode before taking me in? You can! It's a gravy miracle, folks. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm worried about the fate that, bef- you know, will befall you outside of the this little window of podcasting. But it's good that we get this time together, Luke. It always is. That's what we should all be thankful for <laughs> this Christmas period is the time that we can spend together. Um, sometimes going against laws to do things, sometimes going within <laughs> laws to do that, um, to do that. And then potentially all getting the COVID and spreading the COVID. And there's times we can do the thing that we've been loving all year, which is doing things over zoom with our relatives. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. You're muted. No, no, you're, you're mute. You need to, the, the, it looks like a microphone. No, like that. Yeah. That's, Oh, what a year it's been of of that again and again and again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're you're still on mute. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking hoo-hoos. We're here. There's news. Um, I think just the, the obviously Christmas week a bit quieter in terms of the usual media bits and bobs, but uh, there was some training ground fun to decide who would serve Christmas dinner? Yes. Um, I've got a lot of comments about this, Rich. First of all, I just want to get into, like, you know, we, we've been living in, in this world of pandemic football where everything seems much lessened. 
you know, behind a, a camera screen in empty, yes. you know, the sound of sound of people shouting ring around around echoey empty stadiums, sta- echoey empty stadia. Um, just watching that video, so you understand that, or we understand because we had it told to us that mm-hmm. basically um, the players were doing a series of games to score points. Did you have any fresh idea as to what was going on? <laughs> it looked, um, I don't know, it looked quite fun, but uh, it was quite hard to tell what was going on. There's some sort of uh, element where uh, the ball was being rolled very slowly, almost like yes. it looked like something out of curling. Yes, exactly. And ironic, well, unironically, um, Patterson looked like he was quite good at that bit, just because that's the only thing that Scotland rules the world in sports, sporting wise is uh, is is curling. Um, yeah. What did you make of it? What did you think was going on? I've no idea. <laughs> I've no idea. I, that was a bit. I, I really, en- I kind of enjoyed it in a weird way. Maybe it's because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm English Canadian now, so. Obviously, now I absolutely adore adore curling. Yeah, yeah, really. So, seeing was it Adam Reach jockeying backwards with his palms <laughs> kind of outstretched, <laughs> leaning over to pick the ball up and run with it for a bit, a bit like rugby. <laughs> I don't know, but um, we don't know the full crew that that uh, that lost and therefore had to serve Christmas dinner. But we 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 got some selected highlights. Mm. <laughs> what 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 did you make of that uh, that sort of uh, we we talked last week about optics. What did you make of? Um, and I'm not going to make any. I'm not making any wider comment here. But what did you make of Che Dunkley, Moses Adebayo, and Delhi Bashiru serving everybody their dinner? <laughs> um, I thought that it's probably the closest to decent service that uh, Adebayo is getting anytime soon. Hey. Um, and Delhi Bashiru because you know Delhi Bashiru is seemingly not good enough for the first team. But good enough to serve everyone. <laughs> yeah, good enough to get some turkey and dumplings, or I don't know, a bit of mashed potato for the for everybody. Yeah. Um, the other bit of news is that this this link to an old flame. It's like last Christmas all over again, and we are having we're having a an elongated dalliance with Sam Hutchinson. It appears, <laughs> and I'm so, disappointed for a number a number of reasons. Mm. I don't think the key to Sheffield Wednesday's future is Sheffield Wednesday's past. No. I I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean, from last season, if we objectively look back, I think Hutchinson was, was okay in most of the games last season. That, I kind of remember him playing. I remember us being fairly frustrated at his limitations. Mm. So the enthusiasm was there. He's obviously, he was fit. His fitness was there. But I remember his passing, letting him and the team down on several occasions, and including one or two where he inexplicably just passed it straight to the opposition and they scored from it. I remember that happening. Right. How, how often oh. do you think we do you think we had the whole kind of him pole-waxing a player just outside the box? How did he do against well, that, that? Which is the measure well. of the measure of all Sheffield Wednesday players really is giving fouls. Outside the box. Well, particularly Monk's Wednesday was, yeah. How many chances do you want? Do you want to cross it? Do you want to shoot? You'll get chance. You'll get uh, opportunities to do both again and again and again. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't remember him being any better than anybody else, and we were really bad at that last season. So presumably he was up there with the worst 
offenders because mm. it's kind of what marked him out. He's the most notable thing about Sam Hutchinson's time at Wednesday was like record-breaking numbers of yellow cards and and falling out with managers. That's the that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. I think to be you know uh, if you want to be positive, obviously he also got the goal against Arsenal in that very fine performance in the uh, in the cup. If you want to be negative, he missed the penalty in the semi-final, uh, the playoff semi-final. So a checkered, you know, certainly not an absolute 100% glowing, wonderful thing. He joins us having played five times this season. I think it was seven, I think. Okay, Wikipedia are behind. I think it might be five league appearances and maybe one in the cup. Mm. We also saw the clip of him murdering someone. Yes, by tackling them around hip height. Um, but, oh yeah, it's uh, it's hard to feel it's an unalloyed sort of exciting development to have him back. I think it's also the frustration of just knowing right now, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy because the lack of other options that we're playing Kieran Westwood right now, and I'm happy that Kieran Westwood, you know, isn't pulling out massive clangers for the past two games. Um, no. No, but let's kind of temper that with as it kind of stands because he's clearly not the keeper he was in his pomp but i'm also frustrated to basically have this player sam hutchinson alongside kieran westwood who were players kind of identified as um badens by a number of regimes yeah and this is something which tony pulis comes in and weirdly pines for and I, i don't kind of understand it I, I i really don't understand how this is coming about first of all for him to say i guess from what he's seen but but again it's it's a bit like i feel again it's telling people it's being like well i did some research on wednesday a couple of years ago when i managed against them for middlesbrough and this is how strong they were then and these were the recognized characters also he was heavily linked with the job would it have been when monk won it yes he turned it down apparently so, yeah, you wonder if it's also part of that research as well. Yeah, because it, it just feels a long time since. Uh, I mean, to be as positive as possible, Sam Hutchinson was a big character for Sheffield Wednesday. He was a great free transfer. Um, yeah, yeah. We remember a lot of his prime, really, when he came about under the time of Stuart Gray and, you know, still valuable in the time of Carlos Calvajal. Um, after then, it's been a bit more kind of checkered. I think he was the heartbeat for Calvahal at times. I think I do. Th- I think I think slightly, you know, slightly undersells him to say that he. I, I think he was always there when he was fit. His fitness was a question mark under Carlos, but um, he seemed almost ever present in terms of be- his availability for Yos and uh, and Gary Monk. But those both those managers chose not to pick him at various times for various reasons mm. uh it's a, i suppose one way so let's let's we're being negative about this link um to kind of flip things around and uh point out some of the positives he's a versatile player he can play center back and uh defensive midfield um we have noted somewhat unhappily certainly in your case <laughs> that mm. Joey Pelopesi has, has played a part in almost every game this season, uh, and he's had a starting run in the side as as that kind of anchor 
in midfield. So I don't think you'd hear much argument in terms of saying that Hutch is, pro- is a better player than Pelopesi. So if we're playing Pelopesi and we get some time out of Hutch, is it, it that's probably an improvement, albeit a slight one. Mm. Um, we also can't seem to keep defenders fit. So having another guy that can play in the defence is probably not a bad option. Uh, we seem to have two that are fit regularly and then a, the third person always seems to get injured at the moment. So I, it's not exciting. It's um, I suppose he's not going to cost that much and hopefully he can come in and do a job of shoring things up. Uh, but it doesn't, it's not something that's uh, particularly appealing or exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we want to move into, speaking of not appealing or exciting, do you want to talk about today's game? Let's do it, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got to say, it got to be honest, sort of just sort of in, in prep and sort of building up to this. I was kind of dreading this. I thought mm. going away to the top scorers in the division, I was just waiting. You know, I thought it had the potential to be a real embarrassing day for us. Yes. Um, I, I was sort of preparing myself mentally for the worst, and I was worrying for what that might do to our little tiny crumb of confidence that we will have gained from from winning the last game. <laughs> and a couple. When of, you uh, say little, do you mean <laughs> little or do you mean little? As in, like <laughs> we've we've also we don't have much crumbs of confidence, but also we've also bought them from. It's a little. discount. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's discount. It's not a um the brand is actually not confidence. Uh it's a it's a crumb of um hope, um, which is their off brand version of confidence. Um confluence is what they actually call the, the brand name. Um so it's but, a legal crumb of confluence. It's a crumb of confluence, yeah. And it's close enough that you can almost not tell the difference, but you definitely can tell the difference. But it was a lot cheaper. So exactly. you've got to count you've got to count your count your savings. <laughs> I mean we still I mean it is cheaper, but we still kind of overdrew on our went massively into our bank draft just to get that. Oh yeah. You know, that that confluence. Oh, we'll be paying that back for five, five six years. Yeah. Almost yeah. road style terms on that, that that little crumb of confluence, <laughs> <laughs> a gift that keeps taking. Um, <laughs> Odebajo brought back in after mm. you know being sent away to Coventry for his t- terrible, desperate crimes, or potentially, I don't know about this. I don't know about you know whether you heard this, Luke, but um, potentially he might have been suspended in that last game, and it wasn't actually anything to do with his punishment at all. <laughs> exactly. Though I, I do like you saying he was sent away for Coventry. I'd like to actually think that when we played Coventry at home, we just told him it was away, and then <laughs> said, "Yeah, we'll we'll meet you there, Moses." You know, this is your this is your punishment. You've got to get there yourself. It's like, sure, you got, boss. There you go. You've got to and take your skateboard and get to get to Coventry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Why? don't have a cow, man. <laughs> I was more thinking of him like uh, like in Back to the Future, like riding <laughs> riding like a pickup truck, you know, <laughs> on the back with his shades on, riding his uh, riding his skateboard down to Coventry. Oh. Also, Huey, Huey Newis of the Blues. Oh, 
That's the power of love. <laughs> the power of love. And he's... I, I can't quite remember where Coventry are playing nowadays, but is, is it still like a hockey stadium in Northampton or something? Is that, is that <laughs> No, it's it's Burnley, St. Andrews, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay. oh yes, of it course. The Trillion Stadium, or whatever it is. Yeah. But he, he went to the Rico Arena and was surprised that there was no grass on the pitch and uh, just sort of kicked his heels for a little while. <laughs> oh, man. And then, uh, then went back. <laughs> I think he lamented the pandemic because he's like, I'm sure during this time, John Bon Jovi would be playing at the Rico Arena. <laughs> every uh, every seat filled with a photocopier at the Rico Arena. Um, <laughs> so we had we we, wel- we welcomed back uh, Eusti, um as part of a back three. Odubajo ended up playing left wing back with Palmer at right mm-hmm. back, um, and a midfield three which was Pelopesi. Patterson and Bannon, um, and then Reach and Windass up top, which interesting. Um, you know, a lip li- lip smacking duo that have you may remember from the early uh, early cup win against Rochdale, was it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, striking out pretty unconvincingly against uh, against Rochdale. Um, <laughs> but there we go. Try it again. Mm. Might as well. You've only got so many toys. Just put them together and see what happens. See what sort of adventure they go on. Uh, I sort of mentioned before we kicked off. I I had a choppy, choppy, choppy streaming experience for most of the first half. Uh, maybe my own fault in retrospect. Maybe I was downloading mm. something. Or I don't know. Um, but um, Blackburn had a couple of early penalty shouts. Did you think there was any merit in in either of those? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember anything about that. I'm going to be honest. I think the second one stick, stuck in the mind more, which was uh, Van Aken sort of sliding in on Gallagher uh, on the c- kind of corner of the box. Mm. Uh, he managed to get a shot away, which I think is why the ref didn't really pay much attention to it. But it looked a bit sloppy from Van Aken. Like he, he definitely kind of pulled Gallagher down with him. I don't think he made any contact with the legs particularly. But um, well, if they didn't stand out, then that probably shows that they weren't. They weren't particularly uh, great calls for. for um, my one of my early highlights as well was that Patterson doing a really cool sort of back heel clearance, <laughs> a sort of slightly flamboyant back heel, uh, using his right leg behind his left leg uh, and clearing it to the halfway line from our box, which kind of gives you an idea of the feel of that first half. But uh, I, I, I'm I'm conscious you you you've got a few more notes, so I'll I'll. Uh, I'll lean on your your observations. Um, let's see. Let's kind of go back through my notes here. What do I have? Uh, just in terms of also, I just want to kind of quick look at the lineup as well, just chip in a little bit here, just to add, a, add a touch of, you know, a little flourish to the lovely cake you made talking about the lineup there, Rich. Still no action mass. No. Um, I think we heard midweek that maybe he was someone who's going to come back in. And apparently, I think they've said after the game now, he's going to be due an extended spell on the sidelines oh balls so but i mean but also there seem to be a lot of players struggling for fitness including including bannon and windass yeah and they were both apparently deemed fit including harris as well so harris was on the bench i guess for fitness maybe surely because we're coming into another run of you know furious run of games three free games in just over a week you know now i guess that's kind of the mentality is looking at yeah and you wonder how fit some of the players on that started were because mm. 
you know, going ahead, fast forwarding ahead slightly, two of our three subs that went off looked, the players that were substituted off looked like they were carrying something when they went off as well, which maybe they picked up in the game, but maybe they were stuck Yeah, and we, you know, we do this podcast just pretty much after the game, you know, and then we usually get ourselves watered, deprived, deprived of water, and then Rich and I just talk for sometimes half an hour before we do the podcast about Deprived of water makes it sound like we uh, we have to like weigh in before we start. Yes, we do. <laughs> We're all just cutting weight before it gets going. Yeah. Um, but when we kind of come around and do this, um, apparently JVA and Reach have picked up injuries. Mm. Adam's done. Adam Reach has done his hamstring. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Mm. And Van Aken. <laughs> Groin. Right, which is funny because I when he went down, we can get onto that, but he looked like he crushed his clutched his knob. Th- I mean that is the general area. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um but kind of first half notes. Um we had that moment that uh Odobaju fell over the, the advertising boards. Yeah. You know, but it was apparently okay. I unfortunately I got to miss that bit. I'd like to go back and watch it again. I'm glad he's okay. So it kind of feels a bit like you know, like one of those America's funniest home videos. But you have the you have the joy of knowing that they haven't died or seriously injured themselves. So then you can <laughs> laugh at it. So now that I know he's okay and he hasn't injured himself, which you're worried about for a second, then I'd like to go back and watch that again and have a chuckle at that. Have a chuckle at it. Yeah. There's um there's an MMA uh, fighter who is tremendous value on uh, on Instagram um, called Derek Lewis. And uh, he posts the most horrific videos. And then underneath of like people having accidents or, or like doing stupid things in front of cars or whatever. And he always posts underneath, he's okay or she's okay. And you have no, he just says that. Like some of these people cannot possibly be okay. But I think it gives you enough of that deniability that you can just enjoy the silliness of the uh, of the particular video if you want to not investigate mm-hmm. any. Um, and yeah, no, so okay, go back and... Uh, take in the 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 moment without uh, worrying about the long-term effects for uh, for moses that sounds fair enough yeah and i i guess a lot of this first half is you know once he set himself up as a counter-attack team which we have it shouldn't really surprise any of us that i think in the first half at one point the stat was you know wednesday with 25 percent possession as opposed to yes the 75 percent for blackburn so you know, I kind of understood that. I, I think just for large, large degrees of this, I'll, I'll get my, I'll get my comments about Blackburn kind of out of the way. I mean, they look like a team of multiple cloned young Ben Marshalls, all with slightly different genetic codes. <laughs> yes, yeah. The thing that I thought was interesting, I, I didn't think annoyingly we didn't get much change in this game from that. Is I was thinking because I've mentioned the fact that you know they were playing like a four-three-three. I think it was. And there's a number of players who, they're not slight. I think, you know, they've still got a bit of build to them. But they're all pretty small, nimble, quick, you know, impressive attacking players. They've got a yeah. whole string of them, which, you know, really speaks to the fact, as you said, that, you know, even just only notching one against Sheffield Wednesday today, they must be pretty fucking pissed off with themselves that they haven't scored two <laughs> against us. You know, they're still top of the goal-scoring charts with, uh, I think, joint on 35 now. So, you know, yeah, I get that. But uh, the thing I was thinking about with this was, like, I don't think there was any great players who really had any great height to them. 
Uh, no, mm-hmm. I mean Gallagher's a, uh, a decent. Sam Gallagher's a decent size, isn't he up top? But that midfield is, as you say, they're all slightly different shades of the same guy, same archetype, aren't they? Yeah, they're all pint-sized milkshakes, you know. Little, little bit of a burst of pace, kind of tricky looking, but w- whether they are or not, and um, yeah, little, little kind of tufty guys. It's the <laughs> clash that we've been calling Lidl versus Little. <laughs> yes. So, but I was disappointed. We, I feel we should have won more stuff in the air. I mean, that's the weird thing is like I know we're packing the midfield to try and do that out. I, I maybe is a bit disappointed that disappointed that Patson was a was in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of viewed this differently. I mean, well, I guess from the the lineup, I think they were saying on the feed that I had, I'm sure you probably had the same feed, they were theorizing that it was going to be a 4-5-1 with, you know, Adebajo and Reach on the wings and then essentially, Patterson, you know, Windass alone on, up top and then the mid three of Bannon, Patterson and Joey P. I, it didn't look like that to me, but because I thought Reach was pretty consistently up with Windass and, and sort of mm-hmm. interchanging with Windass. I, I, it felt to me, it might have been 1-1, um, right, but it, again, it, I still three, felt five, that whole. One, one, or... Yeah, but I still felt that Windass was pretty much isolated on his own. Yes, uh, I, I I agree. I do agree, but mm. I think you, it, there's always that gap between what what happens and what was the intention. And I think yes, I think weirdly, what happened with the goal, even though it was quite lucky, mm. you kind of saw what the point of those. The, the 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 way we were set up was kind of i mean to get on to just before we get to the goal um yeah, sorry, i, I mean to... for the vast majority of that first half i've called it's a blunt onslaught like being yeah. constantly attacked by a square pillow you're just hoping an edge doesn't catch, catch you in the eye in the process yes yes so but i mean so we did very well at nullifying i just didn't think we were pretty wasteful in possession it was difficult for us to really build anything um I guess we're having those situations, and we did a lot during this game, where we looked to get forward with some pace. But again, there seems to be a bit of a lack of passing in the final third. I think overall, maybe maybe more often than not, I want to say. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. actually, it was interesting. I, we maybe, But I mean, the, the interesting thing was, you know, that was pretty much the story of the first half, was Wednesday under a very soft, mildly nagging kosh. <laughs> And then you know the forty-minute mark out of out of nowhere, we took the lead. Yeah, it was a sort of volley forward from Bannon. Yeah, I, I well to, to go a bit back from that. Adebayo had it down by the side. He was marked. He did this brilliant little flick out in a tricky situation. Yes, and I don't know. Did did Bannon kind of control it first, or did he just then just do this karate just kick? Just a weird sort of balletic, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it was sort of awkward but effective. In t- <laughs> like yeah. a weird little jump and volley um, and neither of the two front men actually challenged to the ball it was both the de- the Blackburn defenders going up for it together <laughs> yes they they met each other much like Jupiter and Saturn in the night sky <laughs> um, dropped at the feet of reach and he set himself and curled it beautifully into the top uh, such top a corner. beautiful casual curl from him nonchalant i mean he sort of lobbed the keeper basically didn't he yes he did yeah he dropped it into that top corner um, yeah but obviously there's that curl kind of placing to it 
Yeah, gorgeous. It was really great wonderful, finish. Wonderful, wonderful. I was surprised he didn't celebrate, which was a bit weird. Yeah, I don't. I, d- I didn't know what to make of that, really. Mm, I don't. I don't know. I, maybe I'm trying to. I'm, I'm not going to try and be too negative about such a brilliant goal. I know. Yeah, um, yeah. they're so used to trying to like read these weird smoke signals from the team, aren't we? And that's that I felt like so, yeah. potentially another one. But yeah, I, I think yeah, you don't want to go into too much. I don't think he's a big celebrator anyway. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Mowbray will have been his boss at some point, wouldn't he? At, at uh, Borough. Mm. I don't. Yeah, know. I guess so. Weird to uh, that's a sort of weird reason not to celebrate, though, isn't it? Mm. And like, but he, I was wondering if it was one of his many loans, but it wasn't one of his many loans. No, because he was a Preston, wasn't he? Yeah, Darlington, Shrewsbury, Bradford, and Preston were his loans. Yeah, st- a strange one, but a great finish. Let's yeah, let's not not uh, not take any of the shine off. Uh, beautiful, nonchalant finish, completely against the run of play. Although, as you say, really. Uh, Although they'd had an awful lot of the ball, this the the best team in the league in terms of scoring goals looked pretty toothless for that. They first were pretty pretty lame tigers, you know. Yeah, yeah, mauled by the clawless tigers. Uh, I was on the uh, I was on the Blackburn co- uh, commentary end of things, mm-hmm. and I don't know who the co-commentator was, but he was Paul Scholes without the charisma. Uh, so dry, it was like he was even boring himself. Really dreadful, dreadful stuff, and completely banal. Um, but they they were silent for a full minute, I think, after Reed Scott. <laughs> Excellent. That's very funny. That's really, they were really hugely disappointed. Anything else from that that, that first half? Um, brilliant moment on the halftime mark where Windass on the angle strikes it very tightly out for a throw-in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that was that was pretty much all she wrote for the first half. And then, you know, we, we get in get in at halftime, one nil to the good. Only having yeah. a quarter of the possession and I think both teams just having I think one shot on target each. And to be honest, I couldn't really remember Blackburn's shot on target. But no. Yeah. No, I think it was it was pretty mild. For, for Westwood. Um, you know, that's the thing. We So much of these games, we set ourselves up for the counter-attack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're never... It's, it's nothing to make me feel like we're 100% convincing. I probably feel we're 100% convinced about a counter-attack Wednesday if we had a bit more control in the middle of the park, kind of maybe the first half of our half, you know? If we had a bit more there, a bit more kind of... And then if we scored more than one goal, I think I think those would be the hallmarks of a convincing <laughs> Wednesday counter-attack performance. But I mean it it was it was definitely incredibly solid, you know, and us just nullifying Blackburn to a really great extent. Yeah, I I think we yeah, nullified is is the right phrase, you know. This clearly, as we touched on, uh, a, a very successful attacking team by and large and looked nothing special against us. I think for most of the game, really. I mean, it's unfortunate. Uh, well, we, you know, we'll get to how the result played out. Uh, you know, we're, gonna, we're quickly approaching uh, the sort of meat of that. Um, in terms of the start of the second half, we played a bigger part in the, the sort of early goings of the second half than we did in most of that first half. Do you think that's fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I thought Windass had a couple of sniffs. There was the bit where sort of reach 
won his tackle on the edge of the box and played Windass in and um, he had two shots in a row and I don't think he knew just how that was when the sort of Blackburn player cleared it into his own man and it landed at Windass's feet and Windass sort of quickly took a shot with his left and I I think if he'd had a look, he had a, quite a lot of time to pick a shot. Actually, there was there was no pressure on him. Um, the, the the Blackburn were really at sixes and sevens. Um, there was also Reach had a really, I would say, a big big chance, maybe the best chance of the game uh, when Bannon played him through, and he was he was just inside the box with nobody between him and the goal, and you know, apart from the goalkeeper, and he he sort of rushed his shot and hit it short of the near post but that really felt like a big moment potentially he could have yeah again if he'd taken a bit of time and produced a bit of quality um that was a that was a big big moment because it happened as well just as Blackburn were preparing all of these uh new players to come onto the pitch which which did change the flow a fair amount um they took off Sam Gallagher and brought on Ben Brereton um they took off Lewis Holtby and Bradley Johnson and brought on Bradley Dak and Stuart Downing. Uh, they were very excited to see Dak back. I think that's the first time he's played in a year for the first wow. team. Um, and I think the reason that Dunkley kind of gave him a handshake when he came on, it was against Wigan was the last time he played. So um, that sort of explains a little bit there, um, that, 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 um, that moment between those two, if you saw that mm. at all. Um, but that, I mean, almost a new whole team of attackers and I think we would take possibly take their starting three over our three I think we definitely take the three that came on over our our front line yeah um and then they did kick it up a notch they they built up a bit of a head of steam Uh, um, Armstrong hit the post in the 65th minute with a very decent effort uh and then Van Aken went down with a with a groin strain and the ref sort of told him off for time wasting uh, which annoyed Van Aken because I think he was genuinely injured. Uh, I also didn't think we'd done that much. I suppose time wasting is one of those things that you don't notice as much when it's your team doing it. But mm. I did. I didn't feel like we'd taken the mick or anything. No, no, I didn't think that by any stretch of imagination at all. No, I'm completely with you, Leverage. I was quite surprised, you know, the the ref's reaction there, and then also the how, quite how long was added on in terms of uh, time at the end. Um, as a result of that, but Van Aken clearly feeling something. It, it looked like uh, it looked like his groin. It looked a little bit more central than what we normally talk about as a groin. But he was having a good rummage around the whole area um, as, as he was wandering off the pitch. Um, and I wondered what was going to happen in terms of that change. We've seen Shoe, uh mainly as a midfielder, even though mm. he came through as a, a defender. He's 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 played most of his football in midfield uh, this season and. You know, the last game had actually a pretty shining role as the most attacking of the midfielders. So strange to see him drop in like for like at left centre back, uh, particularly against Armstrong, who is a tricky, tricky customer. He's given us headaches before as uh, as Armstrong. Um, I think did he pick up a couple of goals against us last season? Can't quite remember. Probably. You know, I. I, I... I know. Well, Blackburn seems to be a team who it, it feels like many of their players seem to have a have a knack of scoring again. Yeah, those buggers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just having a little look if I can find. Uh, Whatever uh, happened to? Um, 
wasn't that one of the more disappointing things about losing substantially to Blackburn? Was it last season? Was that who was the who's that old knacker yard striker who <laughs> bagged a hat trick against us? Andy's garbage. <laughs> the old the old knacker's yard striker. Uh, I'm trying to have a look. No worries. I can look in if you want to keep talking, and we can come back to this later. He's not there anymore. But I was. Uh... I'm just having. I'm just trying to see. Because uh... they scored. They, yeah, they beat us five 0 didn't they? Yes. Uh, yes, they did. I can't. It, annoyingly, on the who scored, it doesn't tell you who scored. Uh, not who scored. Soccer base. It doesn't tell you who scored. Mm-hmm. It tells you who played. It tells you it was five 0 Oh, maybe this will. Uh, Holtby got two in that game. Dawson own goal. Lenahan got one and Sam Gallagher got the other. Oh, it must have been previous years. Anyway, I'll look into that and I'll get back to you. <laughs> but uh, we don't have a we don't have a glowing <clears throat> record against Blackburn. It's got to be. Set. We don't know. There, there seems to be a team that seems to do pretty pretty well against us overall. I seem to have imagined Armstrong's great appearance against us last season as well, because that doesn't seem to have happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, which is typical, really. Uh, but anyway, he uh, he's a, he's a tricky little player. He's good with both feet. Um, he's he's a he's a you know a, not an easy guy to mark as a as a centre back. Certainly not a big kind of lolloping centre back, uh, which Shaw is in the mould of. Um, what did you make of their goal? Disappointing to concede anyway, but yes, <clears throat> something particularly disappointing about someone making it look so easy yes um i think uh, actually that player from a previous season who scored a hat-trick against us away at blackburn was two seasons ago it was danny graham oh right yes Which well that is, is that's tom lee's bet noir isn't it danny graham well yeah lumbering wily he just loses his mind against those sort of players mm-hmm. um so the goal that they scored um this is a really strange one to look at because I uh, probably preamble and probably do a bit of precursing towards a player who I thought did very well today, but mm. um, I genuinely think he made he made a big error in that, and that was Barry Bannon, who I felt did very well. Um, he was very very casual to lay off. Yes, I mean it uh, definitely from a Blackburn perspective, it is a very good solo goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's uh, there's a real comfort for teams running at us and whoever has the ball. So that was Rothwell, was it? It was Rothwell. Somebody else had a little go before that as well. So it was almost like they sh- he was shown the way. Mm. But like, actually, if you run at these guys, but it always can't... seems to be the thing. I mean, we never yeah. it never works out for us that way. I mean, I I would also say though that like teams playing against us have a more of a kind of attacking bent and can kind of keep playing through us. So when they're in those situations, they're there with options and they can just kind of full of head esteem and full of confidence. Whenever we get situations when we're on the counter, it's always like a play like Harris gets it out wide or reach and then kind of takes it out wide further to create some kind of time for other players to join him or to try and get a marginal win on the outside of a player. While it just seems out for Wednesday, in the opposite situation, it's we've got plenty of men back. They've got plenty of men back. They just run straight at us, and it well, causes no end of heartbreak. And I just I don't fully understand, Rich, why it's so difficult for our players to 
comprehend defensively. It's the it, partly it's the style the style of defending, isn't it? So this kind of so the defense the, the game we're playing today defensively mm. is don't worry, Blackburn will have a lot of the ball. They'll move it around. They'll move it quickly. But if mm. we keep our shape, if you keep marking your channels, your 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 you know every player's got things that they're watching out for. If you keep right. doing that, we will keep solid, and it doesn't matter what they do essentially. And that's what sixty-five minutes of the game is: is them looking lovely, passing it around, nice and admirable football. I said sixty-five, it's seventy-five minutes, wasn't it? But admirable football, and then brick wall. Like, yeah. what yeah. do we do? We can't do anything. They're defending the box, and we don't have any clever way around that. Um, what that I do think that does open up occasionally, and we've had it a couple of times. We had it against Norwich. We had it today. Mm-hmm. A player with pace, ability to dribble, can just make that sort of static hold your ground defending look pretty stupid. Because yes. if they can dash into those spaces that you are leaving, the gaps that are there, because you're a rigid shape that you're holding somebody who's who's able to break those lines quickly and and skillfully yeah sort of breaks the system yes that's when you need somebody to be brave and step up and do something out of you know something different and i i, I think probably fair there's some criticism of patterson pelupesi you basically yeah that's where our lovely fouls that we have on the edge of the box that we are so fond of that's when you should do one is when somebody is charging yes. through your defense yes 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 um but it's i think that's always going to be the way with somebody who trains the team like pulis or pulis all he does is shape all he does is drilling shape and holding shape yeah and you're almost asking the players to be robots and th- then when the moment's right switch on and make a brave decision and maybe that will come in time. Maybe there is room for both of those things. But it's mm. it's such a change of mindset of you don't engage, you don't sell yourself, you just keep hold your shape, you let them do their thing. And then you're asked to completely flip that script in those moments. And I think spotting yeah. those moments, reacting properly, I suppose that's the difference between a decent, okay player and a good player is that you spot that that's the moment to do your thing. I think that's what Luongo does amazingly well i think he really knows he feels the moment and reacts to it um defensively i don't know that we've got a player other than loango that does that i think bannon is quite poor defensively generally um yeah patterson's a sort of odd character defensively even though he kind of spent a lot of his career at right back he doesn't i don't know there's not doesn't seem to have those instincts and pelu pessi is is a is a, a robot you know he just follows the orders he's given so he doesn't really break rank and do things out of the ordinary mm. uh, but then it's it's so it's a succession of failures isn't it so those two midfielders should do there's there's the lax approach from bannon opens things up there's those so it means people aren't on their metal at that moment mm. there's there's patterson and pelopesi not putting you know not putting themselves in harm's way and and taking a card but then what's Tom Lee's doing? What's Che Dunkley doing? There's a huge gap there that they don't close. They don't do anything. And yeah. then I think I also think Westwood's slow to come out and slow to get down. He's very um, slow to get down, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a sort of an orchestra of uselessness. 
uh, all caused by this guy doing a thing that's so out of the ordinary. I think it was a brilliant run by Rothwell. I thought he had a great game. Uh, there was a few players I really liked the look of in that that Blackburn team. It's hard not to kind of look on it. <laughs> um, is it, is it pretty much the... nearly? Is it pretty much nearly the entire starting eleven and their subs <laughs> of Blackburn? I th- I just thought he stood out as that guy. Sort of what we want. A good day for Bannon is sort of what Rothwell did today. Picking it mm. up off those those defenders, not particularly comfortable on the ball and passing the ball. But Rothwell would come back and apply that layer of precision and just a quality of delivery that gets the ball to somebody in that you know in between the lines and gives them a chance to do something. I think they were let down by players not doing that well enough once they got that kind of two-thirds up the pitch moment. Yeah. But he kept delivering the ball to people in that position. And almost, I think, his run was he was frustrated at, you guys just aren't doing this right, so I'm just going to go do it myself. Mm. Um, but it was a great run to go through. And then to finish it off, I mean, he finished it brilliantly. I don't, I, don't, I, ma- I don't imagine he gets lots of goals where he's playing in that kind of deep-lying midfield role. But... He really didn't look out of place once he got into the box. It was a, it was a very fine finish. But mm. really frustrating because we had been comfortable up to that point. We really weren't rocking and reeling. This was not yeah. Swansea. This was a kind of holding them at arm's length and, and feeling pretty, yeah, pretty assured about things, by and large. Um, but I mean, I, I, but also, I mean, how... I get that point, but I mean, looking at the stats, they've had 16 goal attempts... Only four on target, effectively. Six block shots, six shots off goal. I don't know, but this is the problem, though. It's just it's so many... It, it's just a law of averages, though, against Wednesday. Like, because I, I, I think we had the same thing with Norwich. We're like, well, the only two shots on game we conceded. You know, and this was like yeah. the only shot of any danger is a goal. But then, it is, is that t- just purely the odds of, you know, a team just going at Wednesday from the off? But, again, a bit like... I don't think it is an odds thing. I think Norwich, there were Norwich looked a, a better team than the Blackburn by and large. Um, that's an interesting observation. That if you think about it, the shots they had on target, the good ones, or the shots that were close. So I think Westwood made one very good save. He made a good save. Um, mm. The Bannon did a brilliant little drop the shoulder, cut inside the the fullback pushed his way into the wing position and then played an awful, awful cross. Um, just passed it to their centre-back, basically. Gave neither of the guys in the box a, a chance. And the break from that put Armstrong one-on-one with Shaw and he turned him inside out. And Westwood made a great save. Um, yeah. but And also, shout out to Tom Lees, who made a crucial kind of deflection after Westwood had made the save as well. Yes, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. But look at... <laughs> I think what you look at is so the things that Westwood had to do outside of that. So I'm not taking anything away from that save. It was a good, really good save. I don't know that the other two keepers could do that. So, you know, well done, Westwood. Outside of that, there's the Rothwell chance. I think he's slow off his line. I think he's slow to get down. Um, not by no means is that a goalkeeping error, but maybe a goalkeeper mm. could do better. The other shot on target, really, that uh, it's not on target when it hits the post, but he was beaten by Armstrong's effort. Yeah. That hit the post, beaten all ends up. So mm. we are in a position, unfortunately, where every time you get through, I, do, I, I suppose um, what I'm trying to say is attempts on goal don't really mean anything 
you know, we've had games where we've had 16 shots on goal and they're like, did we ever actually challenge the goalkeeper? I know, but... Um, uh, so, I, yeah, I that, suppose what I'm saying is I, I didn't think today necessarily needed to be... I don't think there was an inevitability about the way Black were, Blackburn were playing. No. I think they had one brilliant moment and we didn't answer it with a good moment of our own. And actually, I think we should have done better at the other end of the pitch. I also think Ayala should have been sent off. What for, what for when he took down Windas? He, he took out Windas, which is, should have been, maybe should have been a red card all on its own. And then like less than five minutes later, he Harris did him and he just put his foot through him. And I couldn't believe it was the same guy. I was like, that, well, one, the ref didn't give a yellow for it, which was, it was so cynical what he did to Harris. Mm. Um, but I couldn't, I also couldn't believe it was the other guy that just got by on the skin of his teeth five minutes before. Um, he probably would have got a yellow if he hadn't already had one, which, again, there's no nothing in the rules that says two yellow cards is two yellow cards. You're not, it's not like, well, that second yellow really has to be a bad one because you've got a yellow card already. It's... Do you do another thing that would get you a yellow card, and he did. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah. So I thought, I thought, I thought with Reach's chance, I thought Reach genuinely, I thought that was the best chance of the game that Reach had um, from, from the from the edge of their box. Uh, but I thought Windass's was decent. But those, I, I think, add those chances together, and it's better than anything that Blackburn managed to develop. We did have one let off because I thought Armstrong near at the end. We nearly had that moment where Dak sort of chipped it at him. Yes. And they kind of hit him in the face. And kind of hit him in the face and the hand and then went straight to Westwood. But that, on another day, that could have been them walking away with a 2-1 win, which maybe adds to your inevitability argument. <laughs> yeah. I. It's just... Patterson also did a great block on uh, Brereton shot um, mm-hmm. at, at one point. That was a really good bit of defending from him. But I... I, I don't know. I'm saying this purely from the position. Oh, we of, had a disallowed I'm, goal, by the way. Sorry. I don't know why that was disallowed. Yes. Um, I just I just want to say my piece, Rich, before we yeah, kind of get on it, to please. that. I mean, it's just as a Wednesday fan, it's tiresome to just keep watching these same situations again. We're getting, we are getting more competent in dealing, you know, in nullifying those attacks to much lesser. And I felt we were incredibly unfortunate against Norwich mm. to, to come away with absolutely nothing from the game. It, I, crime is a strong word, but then you can probably say you can probably look at them and say they're an, they're an exceptionally good side. Yeah. Um, today, today was a point I'd still take, but again, it's just difficult to be leading and then throw that away again and to have another game along those lines. But it's just I don't know. It's just it's I mean it's it's generally the nature of Sheffield Wednesday and being a Sheffield Wednesday fan that it's never particularly easy when we get a lead. It's never particularly easy on the eye. It's never particularly easy watching. No matter what happens, um, do you just? I mean, let's. If, but I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm just sick of seeing so much of this from opposition sides. I know, and I, and I also don't want to nullify. Like, I don't want to try and negate. I absolutely feel that frustration and that feeling. It, today, there's days that feel a little bit different, and I thought to me today felt different from the long list of similar situations, similar performances, yeah, the reasons, but. But we had that, I mean, Monk as well. You know, we'd get one goal and then we'd try and hold on to it. And I thought today we actually didn't do that. Well, not till later on, because we came out having scored the goal against the runner play and actually had our best period of the game. Was that 15, 20 minutes? 
at the start of the second half, we 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 were a much bigger part of the game. I don't know what the um, possession stats were for that period in particular, but we actually had some chances, got forward, built some moves. We weren't uh, Odebajo and Bannon had some nice interplay on that side. Um, Reach sort of was pulling out onto the wing, and um, again, I think it was sort of Bannon driving things. Uh, so it wasn't that we immediately kind of cowered and doubled down on the defense. It, we, we kind of looked like we tried to go and grab another goal to me um, and put a lot of pressure on their back line. I thought their back line cre- were creaking a few times. And there was an, even when um, we made the switch to put Patterson up top, I thought they were quite, Ayala again was quite lucky to get away with um, a bit of a sloppy bit of play. Mm. Uh, I don't, yeah, I, I think I'm frustrated. I am frustrated anyway. You know, I'm frustrated anyway. I, I'm frustrated <laughs> in a different way to, by today's game in that yeah. this was, yeah, it, I thought this was ours to win today against the all odds, against the, you know, form and whatever else. I Yeah. Well, I also had that feeling kind of coming out the gates, you know, actually coming out the gates. It wasn't, you know, not that it was terrible, but I just had a moment in the first, second minute and thought, this kind of feels like a game where Wednesday score really early out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it had that kind of feel to proceedings. Um, should we, can we, can we talk a bit more? You've mentioned it briefly. Yeah. It's big on minus <laughs> on the 80th minute offside on Tom Lee's or don't know if it's offside on Tom Lee's, but it's an offside call after Tom Lee scores. Yeah. It didn't look offside. To, Tom Lee's didn't look offside. Tom Lee's definitely wasn't offside. I think if you would have, I've, I've seen some stuff on Twitter from people talking about this. Um, you know, uh, Peter Lohman's been uh, on Twitter, been doing JFKing it shot okay. by shot, and I, I can probably see an argument which is crap, but maybe it's the same law <laughs> as the Premier League. If you're having VAR, and you know, if you get your you get your spirit level out, digital spirit level. All, all across the pitch, then maybe Lisa's arm is offside. But again, you can't play the ball with your arm. No, no, you can't. It's shit, and I just I, I agree with you. But <laughs> if that's the case, but outside of that, I don't really have any great. I I don't get the we don't get the joys of multiple camera angles. No, my I'm assumption kind of... was he'd given it because the guys. I thought maybe one or two of the guys in the middle were off, but I don't think they. Patterson played an active part in no goal. No, so again, it should have stood. In I my think view. he kind of put his flag up on the balance of mm, maybe those guys. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's like a yeah. kind of six or one half a dozen the other, but yeah, but you've, you've got to make a decision one way or another, and he he went against us. But it, yeah, again, that would have been it would have, it would have been a, a very intense end to the game. But like I don't. I suppose what I'm there's games where you're clinging on and you know oh well we we're going with, with a defensive game plan and it was just backs to the wall chance after chance you just there are games where you're waiting on them scoring mm. but I just didn't today I, I, and I I thought weirdly we kind of wrestled Blackburn into submission to an extent because you know at the end they're not lumping it forward or hairing after it the the whistle blows as they are passing it around in their own half um which they've been doing the whole game like uh, i don't know i just it's so it's strange that, that like we come into a game and 
and I think their commentary team were very much oh Wednesday I'll be happy that they've come and nicked a point off us and it's like I didn't feel like we'd nicked a point no I felt like they'd nicked a point <laughs> there are games you come out and you're like oh wow we were lucky to get I mean Swansea, we took, I touched on Swansea Swansea was just batting down the hatches hope for the best hold your breath maybe maybe they could have had three penalties this was very different to that I'm just trying to see I'm trying to see a path forward I'm trying to see where this you know what we're growing with what we're building on and I would lump this together with the kind of Norwich-esque performance which I suppose is quite good because we haven't had one of those for a while Mm. but I, I absolutely share the frustration it's another winning position that we didn't capitalize on uh it feels like another showing of a kind of well i talked about that crumb of confidence that the defensive strength of this team feels brittle yeah and and whether that is <laughs> whether that's a testament to pulis in that he's managing to make this unwieldy gaggle of players into some semblance of a shape and a team or whether it's a criticism of Pulis because his ambitions are so low for this group of players that the, the you know he the the high aim is competence um I don't know I don't know that it's so hard to judge this group of players and where they all stand um and maybe we'll never find out because if we do manage to make a signing or two that will be the thing that turns a corner or doesn't turn a corner. Weird. Weird sort of game. Weird, frustrating. Well, yeah. Again, it, it feels a lot like, hey, you know, this is a point, you know, should it have been two? How should we feel about this point in the context and fabric of the season? And unfortunately, we can't really say we ever really know until, you know, the end of the season. No, but, right, but we would have right taken now, a point. We would have taken a point before a ball was kicked. I know, yeah. exactly. But then it's just, it's, is it enough? And how many of these situations, how many of these games do we have? Like yeah. this season, where yeah. like, that's a missed opportunity. Oh, you know, it's a point, but, you know, probably should have been free. Or, you know, it was no points and we should have got at least something, at least one. And we're in a little bit of a false, <laughs> there's little again, we're in a little bit of a false position in that you look at the league table and you kind of go, oh, we're only three points off safety. But in that, we've got, Rotherham have got their continuing COVID issues, so they've only played 19 mm-hmm. games. Um, and Derby have only played 20. So if they pick up, either of those two pick up points over those three games that are left, mm-hmm. we, uh, we are now, you know, we're no longer a win from safety. We're, we're, we're further away. And if Derby, say, won one and drew one, that would leave us feeling quite quite a, quite a way off things. Seven points off safety feels a lot further away than, than three. I mean, it's yeah. more than double. I don't know if you know that, Luke. It is. It's true. <laughs> Fun with maths. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else, notes-wise? Uh, I'm just going to go back and have a quick look here, Rich. Um, I oh. think there's just kind of a litany of... I, I think the, the funny thing in so many of those situations going forward, I want to say that, like... Despite the fact that I think in the first half I was saying from kind of my notes was that like there's a you know there's a real disjointedness in terms of our attacking play and keeping possession together and some misplaced kind of passes 
Um, actually, in the uh, in the second half, attacking wise, I thought that was the area really good. It was just the end products. There was actually some really good work from Buzzard Barjo, from Reach, from Bannon. Yeah. A lot of the time, it was just that end product that kind of let us down. Um, that, I mean, I was devastated by how poor that Bannon cross was because it was so good. Like, he used the fact that Odebajo was there to beat his man, mm. grab that space, and then it's one of the worst crosses I've seen in a long time, is what he doled up. I mean, if mm. it hadn't reached the box, it might have been better than what he did with it. It was such a weird little lollipop bloop cross. It was bizarre. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Quite, well, but then again, uh, it's talk about Groundhog Day. Oh, quality let us down in those key moments, in those key areas. That's another familiar refrain this season. Yeah. Oh, I'm just looking at uh, Armstrong is the second top scorer in the league. He's got 15 goals this season. I know. Well, I, I think that's the nature of what Blackburn are doing. I mean, the funny thing is after this, you know, again, just kind of here and kind of looking for a little kind of little bits on Twitter as we talk. And I think there was a Blackburn fan saying to Nixon, this is pretty bad for Tony Mowbray. Again, that narrative that, you know, you should really be beating Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I think, you know, I think there is probably quite a good argument to say with Blackburn's team, they should probably be in the top six. So it probably feels like a failing. And that feels a big oh, failing yeah. if you're one of the top scorers in the league and you're not in the top six pitcher, then there are big problems. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah they let they let in they just let in too many, don't they? Like, uh... Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting to look at goals for and goals against. I'm looking at the table right now. We have conceded 22 goals, so that's just over a goal a game. You know, we have scored 12, so that's just over 0.5 goals a game. The team that has scored as many as they have conceded is, I think, there's only one team that I can see, and that is Bristol City who've actually conceded the same amount of us as 22, but scored 22. Mm. And they are six points deduction, kind of, let's take that out of the picture. So if it wasn't for that, we'd have 19 points. They are 14 points better off than what we are. It, it says a lot about how, you know, a little in a few areas can really make the difference. And I'm I- really hoping that it's not going to be the case for Sheffield Wednesday at the end of the season. I know this has now been officially a full year of saying this, you know, because Boxing Day was the was the day for uh, Gary Monk when when the world changed. Um, he came out, didn't he? Again. He came out. He did, yeah, in the in the in the big movie, mm-hmm. the heartwarming tale. But uh, a, an effective mobile striker <laughs> would make so much difference to this team. Maybe even more so now than under Monk. But it's the pivot that everything needs to revolve around. I mean, goodness knows what's happening now with this window because of the player payment issues. I can only assume going out by performances on the pitch, they have had their payment or they've had some reassurance that it's on its way. We haven't heard any news of that, obviously. But uh, the the Sam Hutchinson thing that we can't make the signing or, or something because of this situation... That what worries me because we need we need something we need. It's just that the failure in the summer to get that player is is such a. It's outsized in terms of how big it is to us. I'm looking at Kiefer Moore, um, or even Connor Woodrow. You know, these are not 
teams that are massively better than us, but they do have decent front men to build mm. around. Keith Moore's got himself eight goals, um, which means he's joint fifth in the in the top scorers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Collie Woodrow on seven. On seven. And both of them have got about, I've got, well, more than a quarter of their team's goals in that. We just don't have anyone that's put it's not even we don't need a goal every other game man or you know people talk about a 20 goal a season if we had a 12 goal a season player we would be massively better off than we are now yeah we just don't have any reliable source of goals or threat reaches back to pulling rabbits out of hats which is fantastic I think Windass will probably pull in the same number of goals as Reach. You know, in a good season, they'll get six or seven goals each. Yeah, and maybe they're maybe they're on track to have that sort of season, both of them. But you need the guy that gets ten to fifteen goals on top of that. You need a reliable mm. source of them. And it, this this the summer window, Patterson. I enjoy him as a player, but he's. <laughs> He's so wrong for what we needed. Yeah. Maybe Monk feels he could have turned him into that, but it's a bad signing. Spending money on him was a bad, bad choice. In in it, it gets worse as you pull, as you pull away from it and see the full picture. Yeah, but that's it, only in the context of us needing a striker, right? But that's why he was signed. He was signed as an answer to, well, you don't have sure. Stephen Fletcher this season. What have you got? Well, we've spent some money on Callum Patterson. And the more I see of him, the less he is the guy that we needed for that. Anyway, let's uh, let's 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 do some player ratings and uh, we'll, we'll cheer ourselves up with some player ratings and we'll start with Kieran Westwood. Kieran Westwood was pretty good, I would say. Yeah. Um, questions over the goal? Sure. You know, I think a, a younger, fresher Kieran Westwood, a different player would have that aptitude to get down. It's a good mm-hmm. point you raise about that. I, I can't, really, really can't, cannot disagree yeah. with that. But um, then he did make a great save to kind of exactly, that. Exactly. And I mean, for a lot of us, he didn't have much to do. But I mean, again, we're looking at it and we're saying, um, I'm saying from this week, from last week, we just seem so much more assured of the back. Yeah. It. I, I don't think it's just me and I don't think it's just you. And I don't think it's anyone else who has this observation as a Wednesday fan. Um, but we look, you know, it, it doesn't look like the ball goes to our box. And it's just, you just feel and see visually the the bricking of the underpants from <laughs> Joe Wildsmith and Cameron Dawson. Like yeah. it's, it, again, it, it just, every time there's an attack, it typically always feels within that world of, you know, oh, I didn't expect this to happen. Don't you think Westwood is that it's a it's a character sort of thing? Maybe in time, those two younger players will develop that character. But I get the feeling Westwood is a very, very self-assured guy. Probably and so. Probably so. so. The, the ball comes towards the goal. You know, there's a chance in the offing for the opposition. And as you say, I think I feel with Dawson and Wildsmith there's a, oh, crap, I might have to do something here. And I feel like Westwood is more like, okay, here's my moment. Do you know, like, yes, a different no, yeah. mental attitude. And obviously it rubs off on people around him. Well, that's the big thing I want to say about that, because, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get too airy-fairy, but I don't think this is something you can disagree with. But fear, 
fear is an energy. Mm. And it's an energy that people pick up on very, very quickly. We're hard-coded to do that as humans, right? Yes. I don't think any of these people are master empaths, you know. But I, I think I think it's just the same for all human beings. I think you get a situation like that where someone's someone's feeling crappy and it rubs off, and I, yeah. it maybe feels very pronounced within a football team, within a football game. Yeah, well, it, I mean, football, I suppose all sports, but yeah, football is a succession of tiny moments, tiny things, tiny decisions, and they all add up to big happenings. And yeah, I don't, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Those little shifts in attitude, those little changes in approach all have a big impact over the course of 90 minutes, but also a season, a run of games, a succession of games. Um, And yeah, if people that are around him can feed off that, obviously Dunkley is another positive influence around things. You Mm. see him talking to people. Um, I can't remember who he walked off next to, but he really, they were really getting an earful from, uh, from Dunkley. He was laying laying out a lot of things for them. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think that can only be a good thing, really. Mm. Uh, So do we happen on a score for Westwood? I'll give him a seven, I think, overall. I think it's pretty decent. Um, They were were all pretty defensive, so I'm going to treat them like a back five and go to Liam Palmer (laughs) first. Liam Palmer. Palmer was decent, I thought. Again, I'm, I'm glad he's getting a run of games. I think this is the fortune of... I think it's really the fortune of the injury situation. And yeah. thankfully, hopefully such wood, Liam Palmer's not gonna <laughs> not gonna have any issues with that again. So or have any issues with that in general. you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty thin gruel at the back at Sheffield Wednesday. Oh I um so no, I thought he was good. I thought he was pretty assured. You know, he doesn't doesn't ever worry me. It seems a long way away from Liam Palmer of, of yore. It's he's yeah he's a decent decent professional championship defender definitely yeah really glad he's playing a trade playing his trade with us and I'm glad we have him for another season at Sheffield Wednesday and probably a seven out sorry seven out ten tried all over that sorry it's okay Uh but probably one of his quieter games but I don't know that you always want a fullback to be uh, showing up and (laughs) grabbing the limelight it's fine. To have a nice quiet. So, uh, do you think he was the fullback, or do you think he was? Do you think he was a centre back, or do you think he was a wing back? Uh, he was a centre back, right? No, I think he was right wing back, but I don't think he got forward very much. And I think Odebadjo was the one that was given the license. I think under Pulis, quite often we see like one of them. So we're always a four at the at the least kind of thing. So like right. one of them, they don't both go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought Palmer was the one that kind of had the the role to, to hang back more and, and that meant Odebadjo could uh, could hair forward a bit more. And I think he did that did that well by and large. Um so then we had Tom Lees. Tom Lees was T J Max with one X this week. Okay, nice. Seven yeah. out of ten. Um very good. Very good overall. I'm disappointed he didn't score, which wasn't his fault. That was yes. more of the officiating, which again I'm still a little bit staggered by. I haven't seen all of Pulis's post-match words. I would like it if he would make a bit more of a noise about that because I don't fully understand no. why it was disallowed. So that's a shame. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, I think he's doing a pretty decent job right now. I think this is some of the best Tom Lees we've seen for the last two seasons. You know, it's I'm glad he's... Him and Dunkley seem like a good match for each other, don't they? They do. They do. It seems a good pairing. 
whether they're actually two of a back four or whether they're yeah. two of a two of a back three, whatever it is. Um him and him and Dunks seem to get on pretty well. Good stuff. Um what about the man himself then? Dunkley. Big Dunks. It's good. I can see him he's just getting more comfortable. He's um you know, he's taken his taken his shoes off. He's come round. He's <laughs> he's gone into your own closet and found a pair of slippers <laughs> just out of his own and you're like, it's fine. I want you to be I want you to be comfortable, Che. No, make yourself at home. I mean you're a little bit shocked, but you're you're not upset. You know. The the only bit that would be frustrating is if, you know, I I uh, decide later on to chop up some spuds and uh, pop them in the air fryer and make some fries. If at that point he decides he wants some uh, some orange chips like they have in uh, in the West Midlands, that's the point I'm going to fucking kick off, Rich. I'm going to let him know about it. No, no, no. I'll just put a bit oh. of food dye in your air fryer. Fuck off, Jay doesn't make it taste any better it just looks orange <laughs> like, oh. hang, hang here hang around next time you come around i'll order you some orange shades off amazon <laughs> and you can put those on while you eat your chips then they'll look orange <laughs> once again we have not even scratched the surface we've brushed the surface of luke and found this deep-seated hatred for uh, for everything west midlands everything west midlands <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Some brand getting a numerical score, big dunks. He's getting a seven. Yeah. I'm I'm glad he's I'm really glad we've got a settled defense. I mean it's I, I think we're probably seeing, you know, one goal conceded in the last two games. Mm. You know, that's certainly a lot better than the standard two goals we were conceding every game. So I think we're seeing improvements defensively. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So I want to give them all positive scores and say, well done. What about uh, today's third third wheel defensively, JVA? JVA, third wheel. <laughs> uh I thought he was all right. I think maybe I'm going to go slightly a bit less than a 6.5, I think. I don't think that's too bad. No, no, I, I think that's was, fair enough. You know, I thought he was good. Um, again, it looks like, I don't know if that's a groin injury, that's... Uh, I know. I know I've, I've done my groin and it's not fun. No, it's not fun. It's not just like falling to the pitch, holding you, holding your piece like you did. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not a good holding your piece. No. What about, um, what about Moses then? Moses <laughs> on Uh I liked Adabasha today. I thought he was good. I like, I prefer him further up the pitch. I prefer when he has that license because it's less calamities he can pull at the back. It's less. <laughs> Um, I, let's go for seven. I think a seven seems fair. He did some really, really good work, like up the pitch. You know, again, but, yeah. I mean, he's not going to be a player who's going to eventually do all that great stuff to, you know, that final amazing great end product. But I mean, he puts a good shift in. He does. I, I, and again, um, I mean, almost endless energy. Uh, there was he was doing a bit of closing down in like the ninety second minute. And I just thought, how on earth is it Moses Adebacho that's doing this? Like, Harris was on the pitch by that point, and he mm. was still the one that was racing into their half, closing people down. Um, no, I thought I thought he I thought he had a had a good game all round. Um, so that I'm going to tackle the midfield three. I'm going to go to Joey Pelopesi first. 
Pelpesi, I'll go with a six today. Fair enough. I thought he was okay. I didn't, but again, I don't. He didn't really have that role that he kind of had last time, though, is he? Where it's just like one player doing something by himself. No, I think he did that. He tried to. They tried to do that to to Dak when he came on, um, but I don't know how successfully he did it. To be honest, no. So it wasn't quite the delight of last week, was it? No. Really. I do wonder about Holtby was the worst player on their pit, on their team uh, who scored wise, and I I wonder if maybe he was that was Pelopessi's man that tends to mark out the person that he's um, he's spending most of his game with <laughs> is that they don't get a particularly good score, but I couldn't I didn't notice him doing quite so thorough a job uh, to, to today definitely I couldn't I couldn't testify to that so six seems fair enough. Uh, what about Patterson? What about Patterson? <laughs> I, I will tell you what about Patterson. Um, I'll give him a six. He was okay. I don't. He didn't have much influence today, did he? No. It's hard to blame the goal on any one player because it's almost like um, what's the Agatha Christie where like they've all. It turns out they've all stabbed. Virtual <laughs> Orient Express. Yeah. It's like that's, the opposite that's a of that. Spoiler, like, by the they way, all folks. could have they all could have tackled the guy dribbling. There's like six people. They're all guilty. <laughs> we haven't spoiled a film for quite a while, have we? <laughs> no, no. Uh, so that's yeah. It's good to it's good to get that back back in the. Mm. Uh, um, I think as well. It's so that's so old. If you if you don't know by now, you don't really care. Uh, <laughs> what about Barry Bannon? <laughs> Bannon was decent. He did a lot of good in the middle of the park. Uh, played some good balls. Yeah, I especially considering he came back from you know having a bit of an injury last week. Thought he was decent. I'm going to give um, give a seven out of ten. Nice. Yeah, he. I think he was as guilty as anyone of the lack of quality in key moments. Uh, but he certainly played a big part in driving pretty much everything good that happened. He was. He was there or thereabouts uh, in terms of pushing things forward. So I think, uh, yeah, all round a, a pretty pretty good game from, from Weebaz. Uh, let's go to Adam Reach next. He's sort of part of the midfield and also sort of up front. What do you, what I think I'm going to give him a 7.5 because he, you know, I, I definitely think he's a man of a match. What a great goal. He just pulled so out great. of nowhere. Um, again, brilliant cross for, for Lees to head home as well, which was obviously disallowed. Yeah. Do you, do you want to hear something weird? <laughs> so we talked sure. about the fact that Mowbray would have been his boss. So the quote on the BBC website, and this is so strange because I would think, I would say the whole career of Adam Reach has been marked out in opposition to this. But anyway, I've, mani- I've managed Adam Reach at Middlesbrough. You could give him another 50 goes at that, and I don't think he's putting it in the top corner. I like Adam, but for me, we handed it to him on a plate. But that's so opposite to like like it's normally a player you know talking about a player you'd say like oh yeah he's good at that like give him the, give him the chance and he'd, he'll score more than he doesn't or whatever or nine times out of ten he hits that but it's so weird for someone to go like no i've seen him train he couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo yes what a weird bitter thing to say it's a very very bitter thing to come out with an old grumpy so-and-so tony Mobius. Mm, mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, just because we were sort of th- considering that maybe out of respect to him, he wasn't, he wasn't, he, you know, was maybe why he didn't celebrate so wholly. But um, 
after the match to get slagged slagged off by him is a bit bit rough. Seven and a half, fair enough. What a good goal. I, I, Adam Reach is having a much better season. It's undoubted, and um, we'd be much the poorer if he wasn't continuing to turn up and perform as he is doing. Uh, what about Josh Windass? What about Josh Windass? Um, I'm giving him a six. I've been really disappointed with Josh Windass. Like, this is the thing. I mean, you talk about like a mobile, competent, confident striker. Um, he's all of that, but he doesn't have the confidence right now. Yeah, he had maybe I'm. Chance, didn't he? The 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 what the the set piece that led to when he won when he won the free kick, he was put through once, uh, and it was a good bit of defending. I thought he hit that. It looked like he'd struck that pretty well, but it was struck along the floor. But He's get he's getting half chances and just not quite making them pushing them over the line into anything significant, which I think earlier in the season he was he was making a, a better fist of things by and large. Mm. Unfortunately, I still think he's the only player that can do what he does in our, in our whole squad. I know, I know, but we just I need him to get a bit of confidence from somewhere. And um, we didn't have oh. any roads today. No roads at all. I think that was the first. That's the first Pulis game he's not played a part in. Wow. Certainly the first for a while. Okay, six for Windass seems fair enough. What about Shoe? He was okay, wasn't he? I don't remember which what he did. Six? Six. I th- yeah, I think he was he was saved by Westwood from being on the, the, the receiving end of a, a highlight reel uh, turning inside out by, by Armstrong. So, but uh, but Westwood did make the save, so it's, it's not good to to dwell on these things. Um, Kadeem Harris, oh, go for a six as well. Uh, I don't he what he did, did he? When so, he came on, no. And once again, Izzy Brown sort of faltered on his long-awaited return. It's a six for it's Izzy six. Brown, which isn't a great surprise, but I think that he did. A little bit better than the last couple of games. He's getting marginally, marginally better. You know, like the uh, like going halfway the distance to the wall. You know, <laughs> he's getting a bit closer to being up to snuff. I hope so. I, I thought again, he just looked so awkward and out of place. But we always, he always gets put on up front, though, doesn't he? Or he always go, comes on in place of a striker. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't really what we brought brought in is he brown for no yeah. i would like to see i mean uh, it's um it's so tricky because you need you know you need minutes to get fit and then if you're not fit you don't get to start games etc etc um but it would be nice to see him in this midfield three where not always but occasionally one of the three gets to be a bit more attacking it would be nice to see him played in that position and see how he does mm-hmm but I just I don't know whether it will work out or whether it will happen. It will probably a bit like Palmer. It will probably take an injury or two to, you know, the hand of Big Tone will have to be forced yeah. into into doing it because it's so outrageously attacking in its uh, nature. Which is interesting, but I, it, it's a weird thing because I also feel like with FDB, I don't think there are enough injuries that would ever make it no. seemingly. Yeah. He should maybe know. try and learn a new position. Possibly. Or try that, position, that position might be at a different football club, maybe. Maybe. He has talked to, that's another thing Pulis has talked about is loaning out players, isn't it? So we'll, we might see movement in either direction if we're if we're allowed to do any business. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, there we go. And just a strange game, a strange uh, performance to, to to wrap things up. Uh, oh, it's not wrapping things up for the year. We've got Borough. One more. 2020 has one more game for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think broadly this it's all relative but broadly this fits into the category of one of our better games certainly under tony pulis yeah i think so uh, and I, I i guess we've got to just take that that positive from it and the fact that we would have taken a point ahead of the game this is you know blackburn are undoubtedly kind of big hitters in terms of the division we're in relative to us they're a they're a team with lots and lots of threats we're a team with a very we we are minor threat. Um, that's 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 what we're bringing to the party. Uh, so yeah, I think strange game, strange feelings. It's it's sad to drop another, you know, dro- drop points from another winning position. But on the whole, we've got to sort of pick the positives out and uh, and and keep rolling. Um, I'm just I'm going to say cheerio. I think I hope everyone's having a pleasant and safe festive period and uh we'll we'll talk again very soon sounds great rich in in 2021 would you adam and eve it i'll chat to you next year yeah Yeah. see you the other side (laughs) 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 Thank <laughs> you.